Why don't you hear us on tape delay? Today I have with me Joe and Anthony. That's it. That's it. Back to the three-man crew. I mean, China Cabin is still here. Stop it. <laughs> We're not talking about China Cabin anymore. But it's nah, old. China Cabin has jumped the shark. What? You're, you're just not along with the jokes. Uh, yeah. I'm. I'm. It got. It got. It got on the jet ski. Went hey and went over the shark. Okay. Jump the shark is a Happy Days reference. I remember, Look it up. I remember the show. I just yeah. don't remember that reference. But you know, I, you don't know what jump the shark means? No. Jump the shark means uh, the point in which a TV show or some kind of series starts getting bad. Like everything on TV. <laughs> things eventually, if you don't, if you don't end soon enough, things jump the shark. It refers to the point in which Arthur Fonzarelli, aka Fonzie, aka the Fonz, got on the jet ski, jumped over a shark. Okay. Mm-hmm. This has been the new episode of TV Tropes featuring Joe. The movie equivalent is Nuke the Fridge, which refers to when Indiana Jones. Got in the refrigerator and survived a nuclear blast in Indiana Jones 4. The Crystal Skull? Yes. The one with Shia LaBeouf? Yes. Where they nuked the fridge. Well, that explains why I had no idea what you are talking about because... You didn't see it? I don't watch anything with Shia LaBeouf in it. They, <laughs> geez. <laughs> okay. They nuked the fridge. All right. Nuke the fridge. Okay. Jump the shark, nuke the fridge. Well, anyway, I'm Andre, and before we started off with our normal stuff, uh, just want to say, uh, as you can as you can see, Theo is not here at the moment, so he is off uh, gallivanting around and having fun on a recording night. Lord knows why he's doing that. Happy birthday to Michaela, his fiance. I'm pretty sure she might have murdered him if he wasn't with her right now. So, well, that's a him problem. <laughs> okay. It is not an us problem. I hear that. <laughs> so it's uh, some, it's something I don't have to ever worry about. Please, somebody love me. Oh boy. So I hope you uh, you enjoy the the day, both of you. Uh, and we need him back for next week because we just need him back for next week. Right. I might not be here. I I don't trust Joe with his editing skills. He likes to mash things too much. It is a mash. The monster, the monster mash? mash. Oh, God. The graveyard smash. Oh, God. You see? <laughs> I've been hanging out with you guys for too long. This is what happens. I don't even know what the monster mash is. You so young. You so young. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a great start, aren't we? <laughs> well, one more thing on a, on a more serious note. Uh, one of our listeners, one of our older listeners, uh, was involved in a fairly senseless act of violence and was... Uh, Pretty, pretty hurt from it from what we were able to tell but he seems like he's on the mend and we wish him a speedy recovery uh, you know we, we definitely appreciate the fact that you were listening to us from the beginning so we're shouting you out right now you know who you are we're not going to give any names get well soon yes please get well soon resume listening at your earliest convenience with that said what are you guys playing? Joe Yo, you're not me. Theo I'm so not what Theo. do you have? um yeah. <laughs> All right. That sounds I, uh, like Final Fantasy XIV. It is. I, 
I, I booted up Bayonetta. How is it on the PC? It is a very good port once you figure out how to configure it. Oh. I spent a good half hour trying to configure it. So anyway, I got into the graphics settings, and the default resolution was like 3410 by 20. I don't even remember the number, Wait. but it was something enormous. Because <laughs> this this uh, this game uh, runs in 4K. Oh, it does? Yeah, well, it's a PS3 game, so it must be really easy <laughs> to make it on 4K. So I just show more of the yeah. screen in 4K. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, my monitor is in this resolution. I just want to kind of want to play this, you know... Borderless Windows, because that's how I like my stuff. You know, I have multi multiple monitors. I like to navigate other, around while I'm playing games. So I set it to, I set it to my uh, default desktop resolution, and the game freezes, and splits onto both of my screens, like right down the middle. <laughs> it was humongous, and it covered both of my monitors. <laughs> I just couldn't I had to I had to open task manager and hit the delete key until it closed bayonet delete 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 so I spent a good 45 minutes trying to figure out this apparently I had to turn off HDR and that did it <laughs> so um Square didn't have anything to do with this right no, no this, is, this is Sega so they didn't they didn't ask Square to help them F everything up nope. apparently or FF everything up. <laughs> ah. I, it actually doesn't surprise me now that I think about it. Uh, when I got Valkyria Chronicles on Steam and I was trying to run it, it was giving me a lot of problems to begin with. Well, not as much problems that I had with this, this Bayonetta port. But once I got it working, runs fantastic. <laughs> I managed to get it to my desired specifications and it's it's gorgeous. It's Bayonetta, and I and you'll finally beat it. And then I got in there and I played around the tutorial for fifteen minutes and then stopped. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> I'm like, of course, of course, I would stop there. Of course, I would. This is the first Bayonetta or Bayonetta two. This is Bayonetta one. Okay. I don't think, but, but because of the uh, the funding it got from Nintendo. I don't think you'll see Bayonetta 2 on anything anytime soon. Might get a Switch port. Who knows? It's. I mean, we'll never say never. Um, you know, I think Sega is starting to push more some of their stuff onto uh, onto PC. So, but, but besides that, it's just been straight Final Fantasy 14 yeah. for my entire vacation. I kept looking at Nier. I'm like, I have to play you. But I don't want to play you. And I don't want to a, play you a lot. And then you got near zero. <laughs> the Bayonet is a much better game, in my opinion. Bayonet is good right from the right from the get go. Right from the get go, it's just a lot. The combat's a lot more fun right off the bat. I mean, like the in in intricacies, intric in in. Help me out here. The little things. Yes. <laughs> the 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 the, 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 the little things. <laughs> Porky Pig reference. Seemed better on uh, Nier, but the combat is just more fun on Bayonetta. Yeah. And yeah, I, will, I look forward to not beating this. Just like you not beated the first Bayonetta. Exactly. I'm going to not beat it all over again. <laughs> all over again. 
just going to get stuck in some random room and be like, I can clear this better. Yep. Instead of going through it, I'm just going to stay here. Every time. Every time. Why don't you just go through the damn room and not care? You know what? Maybe my mentality has changed. <laughs> if I can just get myself out of the tutorial. Because I'm like, I'm trying to relearn everything. I'm trying to like get back to where I was. And I'm playing with an Xbox controller. So I'm like, this feels weird. I, I would like a DS4 for my PC. And pick that up. Well... Yeah, I mean, I'm still trying to get into endgame stuff in Final Fantasy XIV, but it's kind of prohibitive. It's one of those, you know, can't get the job without the training or the training without the job. Oh, nice. Yeah, a lot of, like, I go at the party finder and, like, everyone is looking for, you know, full clear, no no bonuses, no people, no new people, know the fight, get in, get out real quick. I'm like, well, I want to I learn this stuff. <clears throat> Sounds like, like my problem with Raids and Destiny. yeah. You know, it's like you don't get you don't get in on the cusp of the you know the brand right. new stuff. If you're not there at the beginning. If you're not if you're not cutting edge, you're, you you kind of miss out. So I'm trying to get stuff together with the uh, the free company and there's there's it's a lot of new players who haven't really unlocked things and I'm kind of you know just moving along with like one or two people. Oh, so you're like you're stuck in the middle pretty much. Yeah, you know there there are some people who've done who've done the endgame content and other people who are still, you know, leveling up. I am stuck in the middle. Yeah, I've got a, I'm like I'm in this I'm in this like little pit, where on one side there was the leveling content. I'm going down and everything's really fast, and now I'm trying to climb back up out, into the other side where the rest of the game is. I, well, we'll see what happens. I'm trying to I'm trying to make stuff work, but. It'll be a moot point in a couple of months. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. I'm trying to... I'm thinking about maybe moving on to greener pastures, but I like where I am. The biggest thing stopping me from going is the house. And the corner where we are. <laughs> it's a very good house location. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I don't want to give that up. <laughs> I don't want to give that up. <laughs> so we'll see where I go from here. I'm looking forward to playing with you guys again. <laughs> it's half the fun for me, honestly. Well... Yeah, I mean, you know, you know my current state. Oh, I know your situation, but let's hear about this guy over here, who. Uh, all right, so let's see. It's week. Th- it's week three of Broken Promises Month, <laughs> the forty two oh five cast. So uh, let's <clears throat> go on and regale us with your uh, with your tale of another broken promise today, Ant. Two weeks ago, you were supposed to have Horizon Zero Dawn finished, beaten, so. done. Let's hear it. Busted it's open. It's finished, right? The way that Theo surprised me last <laughs> week with the Zelda news, you're going to surprise me this week with Horizon Zero Dawn news. I mean, I can I can pretty much tell you how the game ends because I'm pretty much at the... I, there's probably about an hour and a half, two hours left of the game left, literally. I probably played it for like 10 hours today. It's a good story in general, but the story's actually picking up and there's a lot of... Neat information you find out about the world of Horizon Zero Dawn. That makes sense. It actually makes sense for a really good story. Can't really. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Well, you spoiled it for me. I mean, you I wanted was, me. To... I was I was pleasantly surprised with the story you were regaling me with. Yeah, it was. It, it's pretty cool. And then there's a lot of hints about um, extra DLC for this game. I don't know how they. Well, I didn't like I said. I didn't finish the game completely, but I don't know how they would inc- implement that. Pretty sure more machines for you to kill or whatnot. I don't know if there's going to be a storyline expansion, but there's rumors about a, a Horizon Zero Dawn 2 also for this game. I'm 
absolutely sure you'll see a sequel for this game. Yeah, Could they maybe not call it Horizon Zero Dawn 2? Horizon 1 Dawn. <laughs> Horizon Zero Dusk. I mean, oh the, the <laughs> subtitle for the game was is pretty much a, a program that's in the game. I don't want to give too much information. Right, you're trying to avoid spoilers. That's yeah, cool. that's so fine. that's what the subtitle is from. So I, I don't. It would be nice to see what the second subtitle would be for part two of the game. So you've been dodging the question. Have you finished this game? I thought I answered it when I said that I have about two hours left of the game left. No. Mm-hmm. You haven't finished it yet. Finished it. I mean, like I said before, I was almost I was gonna finish it before I got here, but I was, was gonna I was rushed. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. By one of our Oh my god cast stop. members. Stop pointing elbows. Uh, who's pointing elbows? Right there. <laughs> elbow pointing right at me. My elbow's been like that since we started this you cast today. It for that long. Uh, whatever. You set that up, that's what it is. Whatever. <laughs> um, Point squarely at this guy. Besides that, I'm Eager to get back at the Final Fantasy. It's giving me enough time to, you know, not get bored of it. So what, I, what's keeping you from, from finishing this off? It's just life, work. I guess I can relate to that. F- f- female girlfriend. Female girlfriend? Yeah. As opposed to the male girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, like I said, looking forward to Final Fantasy, get back to Final Fantasy fourteen. Good, we need you. We'll I, watch it. I felt like when we, I was playing, I started to get um, slightly bored of it. Already, very very slight because I may get to get the new class that comes out in June. Yeah. So I really wasn't happy with using the ninja anymore. But then I figured, okay, well if I go back to it now, it makes no, it made no sense for me to start a new class to waste time. I was well just go back to the ninja. Get Th- things start opening up at higher level. At low levels, it's just like okay, yeah. match attack, match attack, match attack. Yeah. So hopefully, I'm I'm off this Monday, so I'll have time to finish Horizon Zero Dawn. No, it'll be finished before then. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll be well, playing Final we Fantasy. We shall see. Mr. Anderson. Well, I'm playing Persona Five. Of course he is. He's yet to finish it. It's a He's long game. Buckling down. Tunnel visioned. Narrow it, focus. I don't think it's going to get me the 130 some odd hours that Zelda got me, but I'm pretty sure it'll get me the 80 or 90 hours. A lot of people I know are playing this game. And so far, the only complaint I heard about Persona 5 is that it's Persona. I don't even find that to be a complaint. No. <laughs> <laughs> like Persona games are strange and unusual and kind of culture shocky. This has a little bit of that. A little bit, I must say. <laughs> Slight no. I did see so I did see an, an article of a translator, a professional translator, critiquing the translation of the game, <laughs> saying that it was kind of amateur hour, but. While playing, it didn't really strike me as uh, as bad or off. Well, so, I mean, it's probably uh, probably some nuances that you're missing. Well, I mean, not having not being part of that, you know, that culture or that language. And right. So they're saying one of the examples they gave was I don't actually know the specific terminology, but you know, uh, we'll say things like, "Well, I guess I had no choice," right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the there's a term in in the Japanese for it, which literally translates to it can't be helped, which is a, a phrase that we do have, right. but we don't really use it that often. And apparently, and I, I didn't even notice this, but it's used a lot in the translation. So they're saying this is something that when you translate a game into English with somebody's uh, personality, this one phrase in Japanese translates to about three or four different things that you can use to make somebody's personality make more sense. So they have like the the rough the rough thuggish character, and if he says it, it could be translated as, well, fuck it, it just is what it is. Or they have the proper honor student character who could say it, but well, I guess it can't be helped because it sounds more formal. And they said that it was kind of a missed opportunity that they just translated it specifically, literally. Every time? Yes. Yeah, so they're missing the, they're missing the nuances of the like, translate, just translating idioms. Right. It, it, it is difficult to translate foreign idioms. And, you, and, need, you need to know the context most of the time. Right. So, like I said, I was playing the game and I didn't really notice anything that was off. I mean, I've played games that were poorly translated. Yeah. Right? We, we grew up playing poorly translated games. And some of them were glorious. Uh, so this game didn't strike me as poorly translated, but I think if I went back and looked at it a little bit harder, maybe I'd see it, but I didn't notice it at all. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, this isn't you get, like... You get the gist of it. You understand that, you know... What, what the gist of what's going on it's all that's really important right and the the voice actors have more or less done a good job the English voice actors so that any of the speech that might sound a little off is still sounding good when you hear it so you just don't notice it and I was more or less fine with it when I'm reading the article I just it didn't connect. Nitpicking. It was nitpicking. It felt like it was just nitpicking, but then it's it's somebody who's in the industry of translating games. Oh yeah, they're gonna nitpick. So I mean, it's, that's their business, you know. Right. So I was I was so just considering but, the source. But it's like asking a proofreader to go over the little, the, the paragraphs your fifth grader wrote. <laughs> it's not important. <laughs> Who cares? Is this um? Can you change the? The character's voice from um, English to... I'd be uh, very surprised if you couldn't. Japan? Japanese? You have to download a patch. Not oh. a patch. It's a... It's a technically a, a free DLC. <laughs> the Japanese voice. It's for a Japanese voice. I'm, I am kind of surprised it doesn't come packaged with it. This is the first Persona game that has a Japanese voice track in America. That oh, I'd really? be more surprised by. I, I mean, the actual mainline Persona. I, be, I believe that Persona 4 Arena is... The Japanese voice. Well, P4, you know, fighting game. Fighting game. Um, probably easier. Is Persona one of those games that have, like, for example, like, um, Naruto's Japanese. It has, like, comics and stuff like that. Doesn't the Persona have, like, some kind of cartoon or comics that go along with it? They're oh. usually made after the fact. Oh, after the fact. Okay. Because, obviously, you, you don't make these things when the game is still fresh. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to have people... Just watch the anime and know what happens in the game. Yeah, so the so, the source material is the video game. Okay, I know like a lot of, a lot of games like this that have the Japanese voiceovers. 
Um, most people they change it to Japanese, like Dragon Ball Z. People change it to that. Yeah. Naruto people change it to it. Some people prefer the. Uh, some people prefer the the, the Japanese because that's what they're used to, or that's what they're. I mean, that's it's all it's all basically your your own personal preference. Okay. Uh, there are going to be some elitists out there who will prefer it as a as it was originally intended. This is how it's supposed to be. I prefer the language that I speak and understand. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I mean, it's it's like, as a Naruto player, it's nice to hear it because I watched them, watched the Japanese anime and I read the manga. So, but I like yeah, that's, un- that's how I know it. Yeah, I like to understand like what they're saying though. Like, especially <laughs> if it's a, a good story, that I would like to know. Yeah. So I'm not really doing anything new. I I had this gigantic exposition dump. Oh, one of those? Yeah. You read, you read like a hub where the computer explains it all? Well, <laughs> it was just cutscene after cutscene after cutscene over the course of a week in the game. A week worth of cutscenes? <laughs> so, so, I turned it on after Raw this past week, and I was like, alright, I'm just going to do a couple, ga- couple days and see, you know, where I end up after that. Next thing I know, it's 2 a.m. <laughs> and I've finally gotten control of my character and able to actually do something. And I said, you know what? I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it right here. I need to go to bed. <laughs> Work in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched cutscenes at 2 in the morning. <laughs> Playing video games. They were, and they were very good. The, the whole... It's basically... Where I'm at is they're explaining the scenes that happen at the beginning because the beginning is a and media res, so you just you're just starting at some random point of the story, and then after you get captured in the beginning, it goes into the story of how you get to that point. Oh, it's one of those. What what something that starts in like the middle of the episode? Yes, and then like forty days earlier, something like that. And the the hook on it is you are explaining what happened to some sort of prosecutor who's uh, interrogating you. Oh, so you're in... You're in okay. Yeah, you're, you're captured, and then she's grilling you on why you're doing this, and... You see what happened was. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm... I've reached... I've reached the point... Like, I recognize the area. Mm-hmm. I've reached the point of that... Beginning, and that's what the expedition dump was. Yes, yeah, so the expedition okay. dump was getting us to that point. Okay, can you are you allowed to talk about this? Well, 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 no, the no, this is way back? past seven seven. I right. can't, I can't say anything about it. They, yeah. they might take legal action. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they got to get the atlas. Got to keep the atlas cops away. <laughs> atlas five O needs to go. Hey, if, if their cops are anything like the cops in this game, I don't want them anywhere near me. <laughs> really aggressive. They're extremely corrupt. Damn. <laughs> very very corrupt and adults and adults are bad that's what that's what this game teaches you teaches you adults are bad adults, adults are bad people you know, that, this bad is people. what I was saying and Teen- then somebody pointed also- out to me that I'm an adult and I was and I just had to admit well I, I guess I'm bad well teenagers and children are also bad people but humanity stinks this is this is a great episode <laughs> <laughs> we're doing things that we I'm going to say shaking my head. <laughs> he said shaking his head into the microphone. He actually did shake his head. 
so it wasn't lying or anything. Yep. <laughs> Visual verification right over here. All right, let's talk about some news. All right, starting this week off, let's uh, let's go and resume some bizarre Nintendo news. <laughs> One week later. One week later. Uh, they have canceled the NES Classic as we addressed last week, and also we said last week we kind of floated SNES Classic as something that they would do next. Last week we said it, we did say it. Check the tape. We did say it. It was said. I also said. I also said Super Metroid wouldn't be on it. Is it not going to be on it? I don't know. <laughs> well, that, that was my bold prediction. We. We don't have any actual confirmation from Nintendo, but this story's picked up uh, a lot of press that there probably will be a Super Nintendo Classic. Eurogamer rumors tend to pan out. Yes. Alright, so what are three games that's definitely going to be on it? Super Mario World, Super Mario Kart, and... Street Fighter? Zelda and Link to the Past. I don't know about Link to the Past, but what's going to be there? It better be. So... I've never had a Super Nintendo, which I told you guys. Yeah. It's something that I might look into buying if it's real. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing about this: mm-hmm. is the novelty of this the same, better, or worse than an S- an NES version? To you, to you. For me? Yeah, for you. Um. For me, for me, it would be the same. It'd be the same. No, it is. It's something that as a I never. Ha- owned as a kid. I didn't have any friends that had a Super Nintendo as a kid. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? I'm old enough to purchase it. I might be able to find it, which is probably a lie. <laughs> so, we'll see. Yeah. This is going to be a holiday run. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to find it. <laughs> Just keep that in your mind. You're, you're <laughs> get it. They might do this kind of thing biannually, where one year it's the NES Classic, the next year it's the SNES Classic. Yes, upgrade. So, so after this is the 64... Total downgrade. <laughs> I don't think anybody will disagree with that. And then after that is what? GameCube? All right. The, 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 stop. Stop. It's already dead. the end of the classic era. How do you make a, a, a small GameCube? You just make the GameCube again. Thing is tiny. <laughs> Thing is tiny. It's the Ouya. You make the Ouya. The what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Isn't that one of Theo's systems? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> so this uh, SNES Classic—it's it, looking a little bit more real than it was last week when we kind of floated it. I wonder if they got the idea from us. <laughs> well, everybody does that. I need some—I need some money in my pocket for these ideas they be no, taking. We keep, we, we keep giving people free ideas. We need to stop. Yeah, we need to start charging people money for stuff. Yeah, let's invoice Nintendo. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Something might come of it. The worst thing can do is say no. Yeah. Well, the, the worst thing can do is send lawyers after us, but. <laughs> that would be bad <laughs> especially since it is Nintendo they don't want anybody talking about their stuff ooh well you know for, for a couple of those on people talking about their stuff <laughs> they, they sure make a lot of bizarre decisions <laughs> so the the novelty idea that you floated before on it I think that this is a significantly less novel idea than the than the NES Classic, right. although it's going to have significantly better games. The NES is, yeah, in, in, indeed, that Super Nintendo has far better games than the NES, but the uh, Nintendo Entertainment System is from an era where Nintendo was literally synonymous with video games in the eyes of the of the populace. 
Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't called video games. It was called a Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah, everything was called a Nintendo. You if you playing. had a Sega Master System, it was called a Nintendo. Like, go upstairs, play Nintendo. Get off your Nintendo. Mama playing Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I don't care. Get off your Nintendo. <laughs> that is true. Now that I think about it. Yeah, it was. It was either you were playing on a Nintendo or you were playing a Mario. No yeah. matter what you were doing. <laughs> For the same reason we call cotton swabs Q-tips. You do. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Nobody it calls is, them consoles. Always say Q-tips. Always say Q-tips. Oh, I thought it was a West Indian thing. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when they they have called um how West Indian uh, Jamaicans in particular have two pears. Right. They have the pear fruit that everybody's used to, and they have avocados. They call it pears in Jamaica. Well, they're pear shaped. To be fair to the pair. No, don't 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 so, add to this nonsense. Not Joe. fair to pair. It's not fair to pair. Why are you it's not fair to pair. Emphasis. That, that, does, that does not come through very well on the recording. See, Theo, Theo, this is what happened when you leave. <laughs> this this is exactly <laughs> this what happens. This will happen regardless if Theo is here or not. You're probably right. So anyway, this thing, this SNES classic. Um, when people think Nintendo, this is not where they usually go and you know for mainstream people who aren't lifelong or typical video gamers they think well even even when you hear the word nintendo if you're not really up to date on their bizarre <laughs> news stories like the first thing you think about is that old gray box yep with that rectangular uncomfortable controller <laughs> and the front loading terrible Terrible. The one, the one that you have to like jingle with your fingers sometimes mm-hmm. when the cartridge work. You know, if you if you ever found the new Nintendo that was briefly out, they have no problems actually yeah. working. Yeah. Top loader, mm-hmm. no problems. Yeah. I, I mean, after so many freaking decades, I would hope not. <laughs> they eventually got it right towards the end of its lifespan. Oh, I think it. <laughs> God, the amount of time I put trying to get NES games to work. You, with you? Oh my <laughs> gosh. Hours. Don't worry, everyone. Yeah, it wasn't just you. Mm-hmm. So Don't many blow on the cartridge. So many rumors of do this, do that. There was so, like I blowing in the cartridge was so were so commonplace. When I got my Nintendo, when I got my NES, the first thing I did was took the game out of it, blew in the cartridge, put it in. <laughs> A brand new game. Brand new game. Because <laughs> I thought that's what you had to do. <laughs> Every time my friend would take a game out. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Yo. Oh, boy. I don't miss that. I don't either. Well, <laughs> these, these things will not have that problem. Um, I, I don't see this selling as well as the NES Classic, but it will still. You know, it'll still. Yeah. It, it'll cater to a slightly more hardcore audience. Right. It won't be that, that coffee table set piece that... Uh, all these random, you know, 30-somethings are looking for at this point that yeah. only ever had one system and that was it. Some people just want Mario. That's what my coworker said. As long as I have Mario, I'm happy. Yeah, and they were willing to pay $60 for just Mario. Just Mario. <laughs> I mean, you paid three-something for just Zelda. But that's yes, like, how, but I'm a hardcore gamer. How long an experience is that? No, you're, you're right. Yeah. I mean, think about it. If they can't get through the first three stages, it's a long experience also, no? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Super Mario Brothers is a four-minute game at this point in time. For people like that, us like us that play games, but a regular parent 
regular kid that doesn't know what they're doing. Trick is hold right. Let, let, me, let, me, let me tell you something. If you got a kid who, in this day and age, and you gave them Mario Brothers 1, I don't think they'd be stumped by it for very long. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the game, right from the get-go, is literally designed to teach you how to play it. And just the, the age that kids are growing up now with the level of technology that they have compared to what we had. Where we're learning things back then that were entirely foreign, period. And now they're growing up with things that are infinitely more advanced than that. Just the idea... The, the hardest point will probably be the fact that they can't use tablet controls to control Mario. That That's probably what was tripped them up the most. You mean I have to use my hands... It's like a baby's toy. So how does how do these buttons work? So, yeah, I don't I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure kids would smash Mario in this day and age. Oh, totally, 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 totally. Although you know, it's still refreshing to go and watch that Super Metroid video where the kids are learning Super Metroid. That's really good. That, that re- that's one of the best things I've ever seen that come out of that React uh, that React channel. Where it's like this game is actually good. I feel like I'm learning as I'm playing. And I'm like ah. Satisfaction. Yeah. Hey, how's your Super Metroid run going, uh, <laughs> Super Metroid? Wow. Yeah. R.I.P. Gunpei Yokoi. What? Three designer. All right. So, it looks like it was well synced, but, you know, we had this uh, Star Wars trailer come out for The Last Jedi, and then all of a sudden, Star Wars Battlefront 2 news yeah. shows up. Oh, wow, that's just so convenient, isn't it? Indeed. Like, almost as if Star Wars goes together with Star Wars. I would have never expected this to happen. Uh, Disney is just pouring out Star Wars stuff. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars all over the place. You'll get sick of, you'll get sick of Star Wars faster than you will during the prequel area. I guarantee it. I mean, as somebody who didn't really like the original Star Wars movies. I must agree. I liked Empire Strikes Back. That yeah, was a very, I, very I good will... movie. I like Star Wars as a kid. I still like Star Wars, but I will agree that there, before before some of the new movies, maybe even after, there was only really one good Star Wars movie, and that's Empire Strikes Back. What number is that? What episode number five? Yes. Wow. Is technically the second release. Second, second chronological, in terms of current real life date, second movie. You know, I still haven't watched the. I'm guessing this would that would be the seventh movie. I never watched it. The um, I forget the name the of Force it. Awakens. Force Awakens. Yes, I didn't watch it. Nor the one that came out. I think last Rogue One. Yeah, I didn't care for Rogue One. Force Awakens, I liked. If if anything, because it tickled that nostalgia bone I had. So, all right, what's this? Uh, so Battlefront Two. Yeah, so that game is coming out. That game is coming out, and uh, and they announced something significant. There will be no season pass for the game. No season pass, which is good. So it, it's good news. Not saying that there's not going to be paid DLC. I'm sure there will be, but it doesn't appear at this time that they're going to be segmenting off their uh, their user base by locking maps behind a paywall. They said this specifically, and any any long term listener of this podcast knows how much. I hate, hate when they do that. So when I heard that this will not be happening, I was thrilled. Like, even if I'm not going to pick up Battlefront 2, and let's be honest, I probably won't, 
this uh, this is start this is setting. I hope this is setting a precedent for future games like this, where they don't lock off their user base because of content of like, like a content wall. It's it's important to to point out the fact that Star Wars is developed by EA. Yeah, and <laughs> this game specifically, Dice, right? I believe so. I believe the first one was so. specifically by Dice. I, I believe. I don't see why they would take them off of it. Uh, but EA is, for better or for worse, gotten a huge money grubber uh, label on them for their DLC practices. As EA is want to do. And, I mean, they've, they pretty much showed that people are willing to pay them money for it, so they see no reason to stop. So I found this decision to be very odd for them in terms of how they do their business. That is even... Yeah, it is even more odd. It's, it is atypical for EA. So, if EA is taking this stance, uh, I think that's a very good thing. Indeed. That's showing, you know, Activision, you don't have to do this, you don't have to go in... If you want to find something to do with DLC, you can, but it shouldn't be the maps. You know, now, this, is, this is not to say they don't plan on supporting their game long-term. No, I, so. I'm sure they'll find something to make you pay for. Or, if anything, they might have an expansion, quote-unquote. Like, a, what was the Destiny expansion name? The, uh, Which one? Taken King or something? The last one? Oh Yeah, the Taken King is one Taken of the DLCs. Right. That was an expansion, yes. It, wasn't, it was more an expansion pass than a DLC, yes. Right. It's possible that they may take that route so that it's, hey, we're not releasing these maps to block you off, but... Here is like Star Wars Battlefront 1.5. Ha ha ha. Here is your expansion by that. Yeah. So I mean, we don't obviously we don't know their plans yet. No, they 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 specifically kept that kind of hidden. But they did say that they uh there's a quote here. It says the community is falling apart because there are simply not many people playing the different modes. And that's true. So this may Instead of just, you know, playing towards the consumer, this may be just playing to more towards their interests mm-hmm. in that they want, peop- they want people to buy their content because a lot of people are going to play it and not because it's available to play. Because if you do it that way, if you do it in the latter fashion, uh, your, your player base is going to be segmented. There's going to be fewer people playing and then uh, future DLCs will probably drop off because fewer people will be playing it because they see that nobody's left. Yeah. It's pretty much what happened to Battlefield 3 yeah. when I was playing Battlefield mm-hmm. 3. So this is probably more of a... Uh, I don't know what their plan is, but they're definitely they're definitely planning on something entirely different than you know, new game modes or new maps. But I guess I'm sure they still want to make money through, through DLC and... Yeah, they got to content somehow. Yes. I mean, I know a Cold... I don't know Call of Duty did this with the last Call of Duty game, but when I was playing Black Ops 3... They had the DLC pass for the stages, but after a while, they would give you the stages for free. So how how long was that time frame? How long would they wait? I don't I don't free? really remember. I don't remember. I'm not gonna lie to you, but I definitely because I didn't. I'm not gonna buy the DLCs for a game that I like Call of Duty, but at mm-hmm. the time I already was like over it. Right. Well, and then all, DLCs for so yeah, had freshness. All of a sudden, playing the game and this like I never played the stage before, and then it's like okay, well these are the new stages that was in the DLC. I guess enough time had passed according to Activision. Now they gave it, they rolled it out free to everybody, so it could follow in that footstep also. Well, maybe, maybe that is what the. I, I doubt that is the plan, 
but we don't know. Like I said, they're being intentionally secretive. Well, good. They put on a good uh, front, at least, yeah. right now. So that it, it should serve them some good PR on the game. Especially since the last one, I don't think it really met expectations. No, and I think the um, there was some shenanigans with the DLC in that game, too, if I remember correctly. With the first one? With the fourth Battlefront one, yeah. There was a kerfuffle. <laughs> kerfuffle. So, uh, good on them for at least right. Even if it's in coming own, out and, and doing that. Even if it's their own, if in their own self-interest, if it's self-interest and it's consumer-friendly, then I'm all yeah. for it. Everybody wins. Exactly. Consumer-friendly is the biggest, biggest plus. Yeah. All right. So, let's stay in the stars with uh, Blizzard deciding that after... 20-some-odd years? Is it 20 years? StarCraft has been out 19 for years? 19 years. 1998, wow. yeah. Ugh. Well, you know. StarCraft. Well, Brood War came out the same year, didn't it? <laughs> StarCraft is going free. StarCraft is one. StarCraft, StarCraft one. one. StarCraft one. So StarCraft and Brood Wars, free. Not quite yet, right? It's free now? It's free now. Okay. Mm-hmm. It received an update for the first time in, I believe it was eight years or so since Brood War has been updated. No new balance changes, I think. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> any, any balance changes to Brood War, people are going to be like, harum, 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 get the pitchforks and the torches, we're coming for you guys. <laughs> this, this, yeah, I don't think StarCraft Brood War is getting any more balance changes ever. There's no reason for it. No, there is not. It, after a game has gotten no balance changes for two years, mm-hmm. you probably just leave it alone at that point. I mean, that's take a look. Take one look at HD Remix. <laughs> Street Fighter. You know what? I actually didn't mind a lot of the changes in HD Remix. There were some good ones, yeah. yeah. Some of them are just, some of them created new problems. Right. When you re, when you rebalance things to that degree, new problems will arise. Yes. And mm-hmm. for most people will. We'll say that uh, Brood War is one of the perfect "quote unquote" yeah. if, games that it doesn't if, really need to be changed at this point. It's at a it's at an if it ain't broke, don't fix it state. So, it's remastered though. Oh, so it's a uh, it's coming in widescreen. Uh, I I the the textures were definitely uh, upgraded. Yeah, they're putting some sure work into this. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's been remastered to fit modern resolutions, and there's some spectator modes and some new features have been added. All the uh, all the units are the same. All the voices are the same. The game still plays the same way. You know, people are still good. People are still ter- terrible. People were already looking forward to loading up Big Game Hunters. Speaking of Big Game Hunters, ah. there is somebody running for. Uh... A political seat in South Korea. Don't remember exactly what the position was, but it might have been the one that was vacated by the by that lady. Man, I should have I should have paid more attention to this one. But this politician put out his own StarCraft map. <laughs> That's what, what country was this? South Korea. South Korea. <laughs> Unfortunately, the, the StarCraft map was basically Big Game Hunters. 
with just a slight edit. Slight edit yep. to it. So they didn't really make a map, but it was it was interesting to see that piece of news in light of the the new StarCraft. Yeah. The new StarCraft reveal here that they're making it free. I have not seen any uh any news on the Korean reaction to this. Uh, I think. Well, they probably all have it already. Yeah. So, well, like, you know, you're gonna make it free now. We all own it. Now it's free and it looks better. <laughs> <laughs> My life for ire. <laughs> okay. So, so is... in the same vein of Blizzard going and releasing, re-releasing StarCraft for free, now we're starting to see a lot of ports starting to pop up. A lot of ports. On things, Steam. Things are popping up all over the place on Steam. Bayonetta. Bayonetta sold 100k in its first week. And now there's talk of a Vanquish port coming onto PC. Because people are demanding it. They're like, bring Vanquish! What else is coming to PC? Anthony, I hope you're listening because you're going to be having yep. a PC real mm-hmm. soon. You're going to take advantage of some of this. I'm pretty sure I'll be just stuck on Destiny. Well, Destiny isn't until September. Yeah. You might have this thing ready before that. Uh, in a perfect world, yeah. Which we don't live in a perfect world. So. No, but there's a game called A Perfect World. You can play on your PC. Oh, God. I'll pass. I never played it. <laughs> so what's causing this, this renaissance of ports? Old, old ports showing up on PC. I honestly don't know. What I think is that the nostalgia well from like the early ages is running dry. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, because Nintendo's not making any more of them. Yeah, but it's like a game like Bayonetta is like a P- it's like literally a PS3 game. Yeah, how do you get nostalgic for that? Well, I was thinking about playing it like the week they were released it. I'm like, <sighs> I was thinking about playing on my PS3, hooking it up just so I can play Bayonetta. Are there Devil May Cry ports on the PC? Yes, there are. Okay. You can, there's at least four. You can, Devil May Cry 4, I don't know. Devil May Cry 4 and there's the uh, Devil May Cry Special Edition. Which collection. one is 4 again? Oh, with Nero? Yes. Okay. And uh, what about the latest one now? DMC? Yes. Also on PC. Okay. Every Devil May Cry is on PC. Oh, everyone. Every okay. single one. Really? Yes. Oh. Devil May Cry 4, uh, Devil May Cry Collection, okay. Special Edition, 1, which, 2, and 3. Three. Yeah. And DMC. DMC. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Every single one. I don't know if I have the patience to ever play three again. <laughs> really? I I played it and it's great. And three? I like yeah. three. I do. I love. That's one of my favorite action games. Is Devil May Cry three, but yep. I don't. I don't have that in me anymore. Mm. Okay. I like. I I'm sad that I didn't finish DMC. I never finished it, either. <clears throat> I think I I think I'm with Dre on this one where I just don't have the I just don't have the uh, really. Yeah, I don't have it in me. You? So really? I don't have the will or mm. the, or the or the uh, or the desire. But it just it just seems like I look at it I'm like I don't feel it. You don't feel the same. I don't feel it. I understand. I want to, but I don't feel it. I just know I'm gonna be frustrated. Maybe <laughs> I talk about DMC. Might be something. Uh, might be something I have to pick up on console then. 
Console. The collection is on console, no? Don't, don't worry about that. Don't worry stuff. about that. You're, you're gonna you have your PC that. ready. You can wait a couple, of, right. a couple of months. It's no, right. no, no need to load the disc. Just start it up. Go like, to town. Like eight months from now. <laughs> Hopefully, much sooner than then. Ugh. So yeah, there's a lot of game. There's like a recent like renaissance. But I think about Bayonetta. That game is almost. That game is eight years old. Is that long already? Two thousand nine, right? No, yeah. I think. 2010? I want to say 10. Because it came out it came out like early in the year. So it had to be 2010. It was, a, it was definitely a January release. Because it came out alongside uh, Darksiders. And that was also a January release? It was like a January... Between January and March. It was a January. Those, those games are pretty much on the shelf at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I still remember... October 2009. October? Yep. 2009? Yep. For which one? For Bayonetta. Really? Yes. I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. Is it October 2009 in Japan? It might have been. Because I do remember it coming out in January. I feel and, I, yeah. I feel in my soul it came out in January. Yeah. I definitely feel that. It might have been in October I Japanese. I think that's a Japanese release. Yeah. So, January 2010. So, seven years old. Are we really getting nostalgic for games it, that are seven so years old? It came out January 5th, 2010 in North America. Okay. All right. I'm not... Um, in I remember those videos. No no disrespect to Bayonetta. I mean, I, I obviously you guys know I don't like the game that much. Right. Right. But I can't feel myself getting nostalgic for PS3 era games. I, you, know I just, what, you know what? I you can't. know what else was released? On Steam, not too long ago. There's also from the PS3 era, the Xbox era. What's that? Marvel 3. Marvel. Marvel 3. That's another one. So yeah, I, it was. It was yeah. released on PC. I forgot about that. Yeah. During the Infinite Blitz when they were trying to sell people on Infinite. Yeah, it was a couple months ago where they released Summarily it. fell off the cliff and nobody knows anything about any progress of that game. Nope. Don't know anything. Yeah, I, I don't know. I... Maybe maybe I didn't find a lot to be that interesting in the PS3 generation, but I don't find myself sitting here saying, "Oh man, I gotta play this PS3 game." It just—I I, I will for Bayonetta. <laughs> I feel that way for PS2 games at this point. Uh, I have recent—not recently, but I had hooked up my PS2 and played Sweet Cut and Five again, and uh, Grandia Three and a couple of these older. <laughs> Grandia 2 also got another PC yeah, release. Yeah, Grandia 2 got a PC release. You know, I didn't have a PS2 for long to really enjoy enjoy it, really. I got a used one and it broke down, and that was the end of the story. Yeah, PS2 that broke. Sorry to hear that. Oh. Don't get used systems. PSA. To everybody listening. Man, everyone's got a refurbished system, and that broke. Buy your stuff new. Don't be cheap. I mean, when you when you're in school, you got no money. You know, things happen. Yeah, I hear that. That's why I got a refurb. <laughs> <laughs> and it breaks anyway. And yeah, I spent more money, you know, because I had to buy a new one. Kind of sucks, but what are you gonna do, right? You got Final Fantasy VII coming back too. I mean, that's a, that's a compl- that's a complete redesign, though. Yeah, they're totally changing. Yeah, that game. Yeah. So there's there's a new wave of nostalgia hitting the hitting the video game scene now. This is it shows you that certain old things will never get old. Or 
the whole the complete everything old is new again trend. Pretty much. I like it. But now I think everything old is new again is old again. <laughs> oh god. Don't continue this. What do you mean don't continue? Like the, the, the nostalgia trend? How long has this nostalgia train been running? No, no, he said don't continue. Like your I thought you're gonna continue your wordplay on and on. That's how Oh no, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I got no further to go on that. No, I mean, how many times I wish I say I wish they had a, a remake of Onomusha. You know, it's never gonna happen. So you just need. To I can still some wish th- some things are going to stay dead. And Wait a minute. Forever. Question. Speaking of Onomusha, uh-huh. can I get that on PC? Uh, That's Capcom. No, you'll never see that. That game is never coming out for anything. It's so I gotta, so I gotta get a PS2 then. It's dead and buried. I'm just gonna just borrow your PS2. Why? To play it. You don't need it. I don't, but you're I want gonna, to. You can emulate PS2. Uh, huh? You yeah, can emulate yeah. PS2. So I can still play it on PC then? Yeah. That's what I had to do with Fragrant Story. That was worth it. That got me, that got me through a bad time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> ah, freaking PC. And it's all going on the PC, too. I mean, it's not like these things are getting re-released on modern consoles. These things are coming to Steam and GOG and other things like that. And then... And their own independent distribution services. You know, one thing I do like about this whole PC idea, I can connect it to my TV and just have it on a big screen. That was part of the appeal for me, too. Yeah, so. <laughs> well, when you, when you have a PC and you game on a PC, there's a whole subset of genres that are just do not translate to anything but PC. Yeah. That you will never get if you don't play a PC. But... PC can kind of just take other genres of games from consoles and just, they're now on PC. And maybe it took a while, but they're starting to realize that some of these PC gamers might have wanted some of these older games. It's getting more and more popular. I mean, it is the, it is the master race, right? right? <laughs> that's what they saw. That's what they call it. That's what they call it. I well, like this. We should continue this discussion. So let's do it then. All right. So, there's an old saying. My grandmother used to say it to me all the time, right? There's nothing new under the sun. Everything under the sun is already old. <laughs> By definition. So, thank you for ruining the saying. <laughs> <laughs> but science! Uh, we have the NES Classic as our recent nostalgia bomb. This uh, Super Nintendo Classic, who knows if that's coming out. Probably. Game re-releases. All the time. All the time. We just got an NES re-release. Not an NES. A re-release of the the Capcom NES Disney games. Out of nowhere. nowhere. (laughs) Nobody was expecting these. Here you go. It might have been a tie-in because Disney owns Marvel. Maybe maybe they cut a deal. Sure. Mm. That's possible. Uh, Even with the movies... We just got a Power Rangers reboot. Which I loved. You liked it? You saw you it? I, yeah, me, me and Yvette went to go watch it. Oh, cool. Yeah, I liked it. They played the, the original song. Of course they did. I got hyped. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Felt amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things that are just popping up. Uh, Pokemon Go is probably another nod to nostalgia because of the Pokemon 20th anniversary. And... Obviously, we saw how nuts that got. So <laughs> Did a whole episode about it. <laughs> Still not a game. <laughs> one, of, one of our most listened to episodes. 
also because it was because of the subject matter. It was yeah, Pokemon Go. It was just it was just the the hot thing for good. So hopefully, since nostalgia is so popular, maybe this will be one of her more listened to episodes. Yeah, I Yo, I still see people at my job playing Pokemon Go. I'm still, like, what are you doing? Ah, so uh, would it be safe to say we're in a little bit of a another? Well, not another, but maybe a nostalgia renaissance, if even such a thing can exist. And so when you look at the the new games that are being made in the indies, a lot of them are trying to sell you on retro. Yeah, totally. One almost wonder, but pretty much any Metroidvania game. I was about to say that. Yeah. And this is this is obviously something. It's not just it's it's not just nostalgia for nostalgia's sake. The like the retro is almost becoming its own genre. I would I would say retro is probably one of the most popular genres out there. Right. I, I think... I don't know if this is more to do with... It could be a combination of things. Some things involving um, developers being less willing to take risks because of a more prohibitively expensive to produce for industry. Uh, consumers unwilling to pay high prices, high $60 prices for video games. Um, people being very comfortable with what they're familiar with. It's probably it probably all rolls into one neat little yeah let's do this it makes money package, right? So. Yeah, it's like it's an old idea that they already know that can sell. Yeah, I mean when Bayonetta when Bayonetta was released uh, last week, it sold a hundred thousand copies off Steam. A hundred thousand. That's just um, in, that's in in this first week worldwide. Probably. I mean, I I didn't, I didn't see if it was uh, any region. Any, any regional thing behind it, but that's still a lot of copies in one week. In one week, yeah. But, and this this game is seventy eight years old. Yeah, granted, it was it's twenty bucks, so the price is uh the price is right. The price is the price is right. Yeah. I mean, one dollar. <laughs> one dollar. <laughs> I bid one dollar for Bayonetta. <laughs> one dollar and one cent. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's gonna be that guy. <laughs> oh boy. So. A lot of these, uh, and a lot of these things are cascading off of each other. So, like some uh, some of these some of these developers and publishers and producers are putting stuff onto PC as kind of a test. And when it starts selling well, more and more stuff gets put on. Mm-hmm. And when that gets sold, like suddenly other people start seeing these trends, and they're starting to do it, which is what I think we're seeing now. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of more. There was a lot of ports last year too. There was a lot of like, not really a lot, but there were some things like trickling onto, trickling onto PC here and there. Um, you saw like, you, you saw, I think Nier is one of the recent examples of like a newer video game putting getting put on PC. Uh, granted, a little bit later than the, than the, a little bit after the fact. Well, like two uh, weeks. Yeah, like two weeks, but still, I mean that and that sold very well on PC. So people are starting to see that these things are. It can be sold on yeah. PC. Right. It's an, it's a, definitely an emerging market. Right. Definitely by the fact that Microsoft has all but killed their Xbox because of right uh, compatibility with PC. But, but this isn't this isn't even really about you know um, PC gaming on a whole. This is about the nostalgia trend. But for the most part, yeah. these games are being put on to uh, a, to, per, to a personal computer, like kind of kind of. Um, platforms here so i think part of the reason for that is the the uh, pc uh pc market isn't isn't a holding to a uh 
a console generation, so there's no real expiration date on it. It will always be there in some way, shape, or form to be purchased. That's true. Unless it's early era PC games, then those were kind of subject to those. The, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you need DOS box. <laughs> need what? Yeah, exactly. But I, th- I think even GOG, the GOG has some of those older games on it, and they have they have uh, their own built-in thing to make it work. Mm-hmm. So they're ready for it. They have they have they have things that are ready for it. So, and you start to see other things like Saints Row Two is free now. Yeah, then, mm-hmm. and. Looking at Blizzard making StarCraft free and now Saints Row being free. Yeah. You, you think this is going to be a trend now? We're, we're going to start seeing some of these companies say... It will never be Nintendo, obviously, because yeah. they'll sell you their old games for like $10 a piece. Yeah. But you think that... Say you have a, a PlayStation Plus subscription or an Xbox uh, Live subscription, that one day their game of the month is going to be a free copy of an old PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, or Xbox original it would game. It would be cool. Like you open it up and say, "Hey, there's a copy of Mega Man X4 for free." And you think it might okay. be? It probably is like a tie-in to try to sell some of the newer games. More like more than likely, I think this this Gaia games are starting to trickle on the PC. Although there's not the newer ones aren't really available on that platform. Right. They they released one sometime yeah. last year. I think two is coming as well. Mm-hmm. If not, it's a, if it's not out already. I remember hearing some rumblings about it. You know, I don't mind the, the the nostalgia train that we're on, but I just hope that it's not an excuse for developers not to make anything new. Well, it's not really an excuse. Like I like I said, these like new games are a gamble. Um, but what have their people have the these publishers have their old games that may not be so available. So they're like they're starting to dig. Into the areas that, uh, plus people aren't playing on their PS3s and Xbox 360s for the most part anymore. I mean, some people are sure, but a lot, a lot of people I know I have have pretty much packed these things away. So before April, before April first, there was like I thought April Fool's Day was when they, uh, was they when they the, the rumblings of this Bayonetta thing came out on PC. And prior to that, I'm like, I would really like to play this game again, but I don't want to pull out my PS3. I wonder if they'll ever do a PC release, so I can just play it whenever I want. And lo and behold, there it is. So, I think they're starting to dig into this uh, this, this untapped nostalgia market. Although, can we really be nostalgic for a game that's seven years old? No, I don't think so. But really, the, I mean, the, the the nostalgia market, I don't think it's untapped, but you're you're certainly seeing it pop up a lot more. But if you look at if you look at the fact that you could have bought PS1 games on your PS3, or you have Nintendo's Virtual Console, like, you, you were able to get a lot of these old games, not necessarily all of them, or not necessarily the ones that you want, but they were available if you, uh, if you had the right platforms. But it just feels like now that it, it's like almost every other quote-unquote new game is hitting some sort of nostalgia like purposely going for it yeah because or if it's not just straight out a re-release or a remaster you know what that's how you're gonna attract somebody for example breath of the wild you have to have some kind of old zelda elements in there to attract the old players you're making a zelda game it needs to have zelda elements yeah of course like you can't 
make a Zelda like certain titles. You can't make a Zelda game and it's like nothing about Zelda. It yeah. screams Zelda to you. It is oftentimes not profitable to be avant garde. Oh, you're, you're absolutely correct. Yeah, and you'll you'll see you'll see some success now and then. You will, but for the most part, it's like being the trendsetter doesn't always really work. I mean, I think um, Demon Souls is an exa- I think is an example of that kind of thing mm-hmm. being 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 a, ugh, being a success. Excuse me, but a lot of things get pushed under the wayside. They have element. They have some elements of some things that could be really good, like like take No Man's Sky, for instance. Like that would that game had a lot of promises and and. Tried to deliver a brand new experience uh, with, you know, with like really ambitious goals, and it just didn't really pan out. That, that could be because of like the game was maybe poorly designed, but it was it was initially a very ambitious project, and I think it looks it looks like Star Citizen, another game that's kind of out but not kind of you know, might might be suffering from might might suffer from the same thing, although that shows a little more promise. Uh, but then you have the flip side of that, where things that played in nostalgia sometimes don't really pan out either. Yeah. Like take Mighty Number no. Nine, for instance. <laughs> Although that could also be uh, a victim of uh, poor design choices. So, who who is to say? I mean, Shovel Knight's obviously the success story for that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Shovel Knight. Yeah. You. I think the important part about hitting nostalgia, mm-hmm. and especially when you're when you're designing new games that are trying to evoke nostalgia or when you're just simply remaking a game is you need to make people remember what it was that they thought that they liked. Yeah. Not necessarily one-to-one aping of a, of a game or, or just taking the game and bring over a fresh coat of paint. See, when I played... Ocarina of Time on the 3DS. That game looked like how I remembered it. Yeah. Despite the fact that it was a significant graphical upgrade. Right. That you're seeing it with adult eyes now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but my memory filled in the blank. Mm-hmm. So when I thunk, when I think of the game, it looked like what I was playing on the 3DS. So I said, yes, this, this looks perfect. But then I saw it again on the N64, and I said, this game is horrible. How, <laughs> yeah, looks, this does not look like how I remember it. Everything on the 64 kind of looks really terrible. <laughs> this is absolutely not how I remembered it. Mm-hmm. But that's because I didn't really I didn't really play it that much, yeah. all things considered. you know, I, I, I played through it a couple times, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, it's it's one of those games you really don't really have to revisit more than once. It, I said it once, I said it a thousand times. It doesn't really reward multiple playthroughs. There's a lot of emptiness in that game. So I guess it's nostalgic. nostalgic. I don't think that's the word. Games are a hit and miss. Or they can be a hit and miss. can be. I mean, just like any other video game. You know? But because of, like, because of retro elements, and in the case of Ocarina of Time, uh, these games have already been made, so there's less risk involved in it. Now, question: Do you guys prefer a nostalgic game that's like to the T in today's modern time? I oh. prefer to. I think 
most people who play video games want to see something new with every new video game they play. So, like say, for example, like would you rather a remastered Super Metroid or would you rather another Metroid game that has elements of Super Metroid but a new new jazz to it? I would rather another 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 game like Super Metroid that's not Super Metroid. Okay. I'd still play. I'd still play a remastered Super Metroid. Yes. I would play it. Um but I always want something new over something I've played already. I understand. Um sometimes you don't have to do things completely new like in the case of Axiom Verge where it just took elements of uh a couple of different games put them together and really worked very well. Yeah. Like I think Axiom Verge took the better parts of Metroid and the better parts of Contra mm-hmm. and made a game out of it. So that that definitely worked well for me. It did, really didn't do anything new at all. It's the same, yeah. the same formula of Shovel Knight. Yeah. The same formula of Binding of Isaac. Yes, where they're just mashing together a whole bunch of good retro ideas mm-hmm. instead of just wholesale taking any one idea. Right. Some things, some things combine very well. So you have, so you don't even have to do anything new. But the newness is the combination, or it's just. You know, what happens if we add X to Y and sometimes you get Z and Z works, sometimes Z will be shit. And, you know, when you're you're hitting that retro, trying to hit that retro feeling, you have to be careful to not be... Is there there a retro version of the Uncanny Valley? (laughs) Yeah. When when the game... Yeah. When you're playing a game and it feels too much like an NES game, that's not a good thing. Right. I mean, uh, like that's the, what was turning people off of Double Dragon Four, where was the where people people were getting turned off of Double Dragon Four because it was essentially Double Dragon Two, right? But yeah. it, it has so you're playing Double Dragon Four. It has NES slowdown baked into it. Mm-hmm. it there's no jump button. It's these these are not things that you would expect out of a game in twenty sixteen twenty seventeen. Right, modern it, time. It's, it's it's one thing to be retro. It's another thing to take out the quality of life things that modern video games have. Because uh, because when you, all right, there's a lot of things that were that we moved on for that we're thankful for no longer exist in video games like control the control problems. Yeah, like you want you want your game to control well and be comfortable while you control it. You don't want you don't want jumping to be difficult. <laughs> You don't want basic control to take effort, and I understand that completely. It's so there's definitely two buttons yeah. to jump. There can definitely be two retro, at, at least from a control aspect. You definitely don't want that to happen. And then there's this, uh, then there's this thing where the, sometimes games look too retro. Like you take a look at the game and it's unappealing because well, that, that's that's not what I want my games to look like these days. You mean like yeah. pixelated, I guess? Pixelated. There's, there's games that are pixelated for the sake of being pixelated, and that's really all there is to it. Like, they're trying to cash in on the retro thing without really capturing the essence of why people like this. They see, oh, well, retro games are successful. Let's do our own. You know, with a purposely pixelated art style and, uh, you know, simple control schemes. And, you know, like, it's been done to death. Sort of the retro again, the retro version of the Uncanny Valley, <laughs> which some, some things things the Uncanny Valley being sometimes things can look too realistic and it creeps you out. <laughs> so I don't I don't know. Uh, moving into the into more recent quote unquote retro 
things. I'm, I don't see a lot of PS2, Xbox One era remakes. You're right. You're absolutely right. Which feels like the the era that they should be trying to do a lot of remakes for. Yeah. The, the, you have your, your PS1, PS2, Xbox One era. Like That era feels like it's ripe for the picking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would put GameCube in there, but I don't think there's many GameCube games. That there's got to be one or two. But Nintendo did remake the ones that deserved it. Yeah. With the Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Uh, Metroid Prime, I guess, technically got a sort of remake on the Wii. Yeah. Even though they made so the so N- Nintendo does this worse. then. Nintendo does it all the time. Well, you know, pe- also people have been yelling for a Final Fantasy VII remake, redesign, remaster, what have you, for... It feels like decades Feels like decades now. So that's another kind of thing. Sometimes people demand nostalgia. It's like we love this. We want to see it again, but better. <laughs> Blizzard did that with StarCraft. I don't, although I don't know if people were really clamoring for a new updated version of Brood War. I think they were just fine playing the old version. <laughs> they were fine, yeah, but you know, they don't want it to look ugly. Yeah. And StarCraft 2, let's be honest, wasn't nearly as successful. No, but it definitely looks better. Definitely looks a lot better. <laughs> I don't think it was a bad game, StarCraft 2. No, it's not. It just didn't catch. It, yeah. Balance wasn't as good. I mean, it, it, you're never going to recapture the, the the good balance in Brood War. I'm not even all that privy to it, but man, like... Even I even I know. When you, when you, make, when you can make a sport out of a game, that's something... It says something. I mean, pretty much invented esports. Yeah. So <laughs> that's another thing too. I wonder if, uh, I wonder if like speed running and like seeing people play these old games on Twitch or something like that really kind of like repopulating. Yeah, generating interest. interest in like some of these older ones. Uh, but like some, like I like we said, some of these re- some of these remakes are pretty recent. <laughs> well. There, so there's a lot of things that, uh, I mean, more like in the movie spectrum that we grew up with that were kind of remakes of older things that we had no idea they were actually remakes. Uh, now we're growing older and we're seeing the things that we grew up with becoming remade. Yeah, like Ninja Turtles is cool again. Ninja Turtles really never stopped being they, cool. They kind of disappeared for a little bit. There was a little time, but yeah, and now, you know... And then they came back. I see children wearing Ninja Turtles stuff all the time, and I have for years, ever since I started working in for, in public education. Right. Ninja Turtles, one of those things that always stuck around. Uh, Transformers never really stopped being popular. Trans- yeah, Transformers, mm-hmm. yeah. sure. It's what, it's, there are some things that are just perpetually nostalgic. That spans generations. Star Wars is definitely the number one permanent nostalgia thing in existence. Always, 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 there will be a generation growing up with Star Wars. Ever like, ever since I was a child, Star Wars has always been popular. No matter what movie has been out there, never stopped. I mean, yeah, like just like um, kids with Legos now. Legos also never stopped being popular. Yeah, they just, and now there's now there now Legos jumping on the bandwagon and say, hey, these other things are popular. Yep. Let's cross these things together. And now some of these Lego things are more popular than the source material. Pretty soon it's gonna be Lego Power Rangers. 
Oh, I'm surprised there isn't already. Yes. <laughs> really surprised. Listen, if 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 you guys are making that, I need my cut. <laughs> it's too late. You already put it out there. You did. You gave the information out for free. They're not going to give you anything. <laughs> You've already surrendered it. You've not learned from the previous mistakes. Indeed, you have not. Indeed, you have not. Legos is a pretty interesting one because when we were growing up, Legos were already old. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but look how they reinvented themselves. Let's let's make all these different characters now. Yeah, like Le- Legos didn't really have characters. They just had these random nameless. Yeah, stuff. Right. And then they started they, getting they... franchises and selling new sets. And... Yeah. Like I remember when I was in junior high school, like that's when they came up with the whole Bionicle stuff. That was pretty cool. Yeah. It's like it's like it was like teenager Legos, pretty much. Right. It was pretty cool. Now it's like there's freaking Lego Dimensions. You buy a game set where you build Legos to use them as characters and vehicles in the game. It's like using Legos. Yeah. Using blocks. You you cross you cross so many worlds into one thing. Now it's like okay, cool. Legos. Lego is its own brand. Yeah. Its own, it's its own nostalgia brand. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's eternally nostalgic. Mm-hmm. I knew it was nostalgic when like even the set pieces for Lego Dimensions they had like Back to the Future set. They had different sets for these things. Like oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Suddenly, suddenly, Lego doesn't need these things. These things need Lego. Exactly. That's how you know you've made it in society. They have a Lego Batman movie. Yep. Yes, a Lego Batman movie, which did pretty well. well. Kids (laughs) love it. They love it. They can't shut up about it. And then look at the game. You got Lego Star Wars. You got one, two, three, and I believe there's four and five. There was a kid in the classroom today. He's like, we're asking him questions. Like, do you like Batman? He's like, yeah, I like Batman. Oh, Lego Batman. Like, to say Batman. Yeah. <laughs> to say Batman. When I purchased Lego Marvel, that game was... It looked freaking amazing. It looked really good for a freaking Lego game. <laughs> Why does it look better than most high-end graphic games that's on the PS PlayStation? You were really impressed by this game when, it looked, when you brought it over that first time. Because <laughs> it did stuff to to that game that high-end games couldn't or just, they, they didn't do. It's like, how is that possible? <laughs> Why does this Lego game look better than... What game expected to be like? Why is this Lego game more fun than freaking um? Was it nineteen um? Was that game again? The Order. The Order. Eighteen. 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 Eighty six. Six. You keep you keep going to that eighteen eighty six. Because that game disappointed the shit out of me. You're not <laughs> alone. You're, <laughs> shit. You're telling me you're not gonna be nostalgic for that one. <sighs> He's mentioned it more on this podcast. Than I, think, I think he's already <laughs> nostalgic for it. You know what? You know what? I think it's I think it's time to remake the order eighteen eighty six. I would kill somebody. <laughs> Is this one? I don't get disappointed for a lot of games, but that one really disappointed me. Yeah, well, this, yeah, it's a it's a it's a sore spot for you then. Yeah. Okay, I get it. <laughs> so what's on PS two that needs to be remade? I don't know. Onimusha. Onimusha. <laughs> you know that's gonna happen. I don't know why you even asked. You know what? We are get, are we getting we're, we're getting, getting Final Fantasy, Fantasy twelve. Yep. Yeah. I did read about that. Yeah. That, that is that is a day negative forty pickup. <laughs> For how this is what the the, the it's gonna be the third time you picked it up? Well, no, it's only the second time. Even 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 PC gaming is getting in on the nostalgia trip Star not only is there StarCraft, System Shock is being re released. There's a new Mech Warrior coming out next year. Yeah, new Mech Warrior, that's right. Yeah. Even, even PC games are getting in on the nostalgia train. And those things are, uh, for, well, for the most part, unless you need DOSBox. 
or an older version of Windows, looking at you, Quest for Glory 5. Ugh. <laughs> looking at you! Never got to play it. I updated my, updated my computer. I'm like, well, can't do this now. It's dead. <laughs> it's dead. I'm trying to think of Thanks PS2 God games. Preser- preserving the old old games. I didn't have a, I didn't really have many PS2 games to really go back off of. Yeah. I had God of War 2, but I don't want to play that over again. I demolished every God of War game ever made. Why hasn't there Why isn't there a Metal Gear Solid collection? There is. They did make one. Yeah. On the PS, I actually I own it. It's on PS3. It has one and two in Snake Eater. Yes. Okay. And it has it has a couple more games. Okay, so that's already done. You only need to do that. Okay. So you already you already remastered too. Yeah, and you have kind of sort of. You have the Kingdom Hearts stuff, so you don't. Oh, Kingdom need Hearts that. just needs a new game. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts is a, is a nice example of a franchise that is feeding on its nostalgia to its detriment. Yeah, That's the, a, that is a that is a good point. To the point where when the new one comes out, no one doesn't care. Cannibalizing itself. Yes, it's way too. Please. Please, no more decimal games. Yeah. I mean, the Square's focus on making these so many other different games is like, I guess, it's fucked up. But I mean, there's def- there's sorry to cut you off, but there's definitely a point in a in a, a franchise's lifespan where it's the right time for something to happen. It passed already. I I, I feel like that that it's it's kind of passed for uh, for Half Life as well. Oh, you believe. I'm pretty sure there's nobody on the face of the planet who really expects there to be a Half-Life 3 no, at this point. No. And you might see it one day, but it's not... I don't feel like it's time for it. And I don't think it will be well-received. When it, when it comes... Yeah. Right, exactly. When it comes out, it's going to be yeah. nothing but disappointment. Right. This is, this is the same argument that Square had when they were not re-releasing 7. Yeah. It's a tricky... It's a tricky window you had to get in with some of these old franchises. You have to. You need to be able to read the environment. Sometimes you just some some franchises just re-release people and they come out like, well, why are they doing this now? I think that was the case for Double Dragon. Yeah. Like I would have. I think Double Dragon Neon came out a little bit too late. It was a great game and a good a good revitalization of a franchise, but it was just a little too late. And then Double Dragon Four came out to Universal shrugs like, why? But you know what? At least Double Dragon Neon was trying something new. Exactly. Yeah. It was it was using the name and trying something new, and then maybe they just like you said mistimed it. But yeah, you didn't really fault it for that. It was just the interest was low. Yeah. Especially since it just came out of nowhere. Pretty much. There are some things that would just come out of nowhere that would just slay me and slay me dead. Like if they <sighs> if you announce a new Chrono game, I think if you at, at any t- at any point in time if you if you. Said you were re-releasing a new Chrono game, or coming out with a new Chrono game, people would lose their mind. Yes, yeah, that's what that's one game that we're like. I think the window is always open for that. There's certain games that can do that no matter what, no matter and, how and long. You, you know, it's those games that don't whore out their pretty much their name. But if you release a new Lufia game, you'd be like, who? Yeah, only <laughs> a couple people would really know. Yeah. I don't know how many people are going out pining for the days of when they played Estopolis. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> when when you say, all right, we're going to release a new Chrono game, there have been official, as far as I know, officially, three Chrono games that have been released that, that we got here stateside. Chrono Cross. And then Radic. Chrono DS. Chrono DS. So... That this that's part of the reason why they can release a new they can announce a new Chrono game 
at any point in its lifetime. It has buzz. And it people buzz. don't care. Mm-hmm. Because it, they haven't run into the ground like Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. There's 84 different Kingdom Hearts games, and there's still only one and two. Yeah. And everything seems to fall in between those, or before one or Prequels, something. sequels, prequels to prequels. And, and at some point you just go, where did you get all of this junk to fit in between these two games? If they would have made Kingdom Hearts 3 on a PS2, which they should have made it on, it would have blew up crazy. Kingdom Hearts Kingdom Hearts 3, at this point, needs to be at the, the, the flat end of the story. Yes. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's the only thing you can do to be anything. But you know what's the funny thing? I still feel like Kingdom Hearts is that game that when it, whenever it decides to come out, it'll still sell. I don't know about that anymore. I feel that way. Maybe maybe there's some people, but I, I think only people who remember the first two Kingdom Hearts games would really even No, yeah. That like, for, for example, me, I've only played the, the actual numbered Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. I've played probably, I picked, what was it called? 365 <laughs> slash 7 days? See, that's, that's, that's a problem, problem with names like that. You don't remember them. <laughs> I think it's 356 <laughs> over two days. Something whatever like whatever the stupid yeah. nonsense it is. The worst titles I've ever experienced. Absolutely. But like, I would go, I will go back and buy the collection because I haven't played the rest and then like try to piece the story together at least. I probably will still want, still be confused. Be cap or something. <laughs> quite honest, and now this has become all really focused on Kingdom Hearts, but quite honestly, they missed their chance to get this game out by the time that Haley Joel Osment's voice changed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, should, they should, it should have never gotten to the point of, we need to recast Sora because Sora is now an adult. They can they can make the game like that around that. They can make it put adult Sora in the game. Nah, I don't think so. Then, they, then they'll have to make another eight games in between two and three to explain what happened. Oh, God. <laughs> But there you go. That's how you keep selling that's Kingdom Hearts. Keep, that's how you keep the nostalgia train running for exactly. Kingdom Hearts. See? Manufactured. Manufactured nostalgia. Sometimes <laughs> it works. Sometimes it doesn't. As long as people pay for it, it'll work. Right? Sure. Right. Yeah. Bottom line is, nostalgia goes where the money is. And it's pretty high right now. Yeah. Nostalgia. Always is. So. I mean, people... You know, it's because people... Miss the. I think people miss the simpler times. Right. People like simplicity and just relaxing with a video game. When you make your video game too much work, then you really don't want to play it. I think that's what's happening with games like Devil May Cry and to, to an extent for me, Near Automata, where I look at these games and I'm like, I have to put in. I I have to put in what kind of stuff to make this uh. To make this enjoyable, I have to I have to practice how much I have to know how much stuff I have to remember this combo that combo enemy enemy patterns and all this stuff. It's it's sometimes you just want to just jump on an enemy and it dies. Hit an enemy with a sword, it dies. This is this is the if if anybody ever had any doubt, this is being an old man because. When you sit around and say wishing for the simpler times of video games, yeah, and you go and think about it, I'm not saying me specifically, but how, me specifically, <laughs> how when we were growing up, people would be like, oh, you know, things were simpler back in the day. Yeah, 
and actually mm-hmm. when we were growing up when we were growing up people other people were saying that and we were saying man wouldn't it be cool if this were a little more complex you could do this 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 and that you can customize what you're doing instead yep. of just slashing at it and now we're playing now we're playing I'm like man I really you wish just this would just simple. die <laughs> and then these kids are growing up playing these games mm-hmm. are going to experience something that's ridiculous 20 years down the line, and they're going to turn around and say, man, I wish games were as simple as Minecraft. Yeah, remember when we can just build stuff with blocks? <laughs> now we have, like... Now we need to make human sacrifices. Like hedrons, and we have to shape things like Michelangelo into, other, into like, actual objects using our virtual reality, augmented reality hands. Why can't we just use blocks? <laughs> It'll happen to you! This is a warning. Yeah. If you happen to be young and watch it. <laughs> watch. We can't, watch we can't, even when we're not trying. <laughs> it's over a year. We're still making that mistake. I mean, we've made it a trend here. We've sort of adopted it as our own. But we're still legitimately making that mistake. <laughs> I have to put this episode up on YouTube. And that way it'll make more sense. Sure. Watch the waveform. Why not? <laughs> Some video behind it. Yeah, okay. It's possible. <laughs> Gosh. Put a, put a picture. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Reddit. You can find us on evilavatar.com. And something's going on with megalomaniac.com. What's going on with megalomaniac.com? So it's getting a little bit of a rebranding. Interesting. Uh, so, I will need to figure out if we will still be there. I see. But, let's just go with it for now. You can still find us on MagnoManiac.com. Even if you can't, the guy who runs it is cool people, so you can keep going there. Uh, I believe it's now actually might just be linking to his personal or professional webpage. So, we'll see where it's going. Under renovation. Yeah. It also had a, a, a... an issue with a with a malware problem. Oh, recently, unfortunately, with a, a one of those Google false positives where it says, "Hold on, there's something wrong with this website." Ah, Big red yeah. screen. I've gotten that for like websites I visit frequently. Yes, yeah, so, I know people legitimately legitimately panic over that. Yes, like why? Just so he had to anything. basically try to take down everything and and remake. That's a shame. So that's why it's under renovation. Yeah. So all right. There might be some issues with that, but... Well, at least it doesn't have that old angel fire thing with the under construction and the lights and the MIDI sound playing the Saved by the Bell theme song. It's very specific, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have anything else to say with the social medias. I want to just kind of end on that awkward note. You made it awkward. I did? You did. So did he. By not saying anything. I think Theo make it awkward. No. Theo has a legitimate reason for not being here. Just to make it awkward. Yeah, I guess you're right. I'm using his computer. That's definitely awkward. I had to make a video call to get this to work. Because his instructions were a little off kilter. Hence, he made it awkward. Yeah. If you want to call it awkward, sure. You really really intend on keeping this awkward, aren't you? Of course. It's always very awkward. Fine. Whatever makes you happy. Awkwardness. Dre, take us home. 4205 cast off.
Yeah.